Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy podcast. How are we all feeling in week, like probably seven of quarantine lockdown? I think probably seven, could be eight, could be six, could be four. Who knows, kind of just run out of time and and, and dates uh, and everything during this. It just all kind of becomes one Groundhog Day in the gaff, doesn't it? But hey, bit more positive this week in terms of as it, I am recording this, it's the afternoon, it's the daytime, full of beans, full of energy, and guess what? Our our hombre El Soleil has returned. The sun is back, and hey, what a different mood that puts you in. Last few days, it's been as they say in Northern Ireland, pacing it down, absolutely pacing it down. It's been dull, it's been miserable, it's been cloudy, it's been. Shit, the mood has also been affected by that. I was a grumpy little otter for the last few days, whereas now the sun is out. I'm, I'm, I'm scantily clad once again. You'll be pleased to know I've got the stringer on. The nips are out. The stringer is on. Guys, hopefully you are all the same. Physique guys or otherwise. Listeners of the podcast, I hope you have got string vests on. Guys, girls, hermaphrodites, trans, I don't care what you are, I love you all. Get the string vests on, get those nipples out, get them pierced, get it out with pride. Show them off, start a hashtag, hashtag stringers and nips out. Let's go guys, the sun's back, I'm in the garden, I'm feeling great. And you know why? Because if the sun wasn't out, I'd have been continuing just to be sitting on my arse. Sitting on my arse in front of the telly, watching. I'm glad I put in in front of the telly, because if I had said I'm just stuck inside watching, it sounds creepy. It sounds a bit voyeuristic. It sounds like I'm looking out, I'm watching my neighbours, I'm stalking them and being a bit of a creep guy. Albeit, as I record this right now, I am literally looking out of my front window with both my nipples out, staring at my neighbour across the street, who appears to be doing some kind of power washing with his kids, just... Uh, sitting watching, I should say, he's not power washing his kids because that would be child abuse. And hey, guess what? I'm a tight ring, ring, get myself on the social services and get him lifted. But no, he's a good man. He's just out there and watching him. Again, that would be a boring way to be. That would be a boring lifestyle. It would be lame because, I mean, if you're going to watch your neighbours, they've got to be doing some interesting stuff. You know, you want your neighbours to be... I know, you want to see your neighbour just get a big delivery of a load of cement. You want to see... Your, your neighbour appear with loads of plastic sheets. You want to see your neighbour appear with a big spade and you think, oh, maybe he's done a murder. Maybe, like, get himself a switchblade saw or something. You know, you maybe get yourself a sander. I don't know why you'd want to say maybe just round off the bones because you don't want to cut yourself when you're handling sharp human bones, I guess. But, you know, you want them to be doing something like that. You want them to be, you know, committing a murder. You want them to be um doing a bit of a Freddy West. You know, you want them to be dumping those bodies in a hole in the garden. You want a different kind of gardening. You don't want an Alan Titchmarsh kind of gardener. You want a Freddie West kind of gardener. If you're watching your neighbours, you know, that's what you want. You want the scandal. You want that. Other than that, you just want a sexy neighbour. Male or female, just nude all the time. Just a shower with the windows wide open. Just maybe just get a shower installed at the front of their house with the big bay window open, lights on, so you can just see everything. You know, like Patrick Stewart and extras. You can just look across, just see it all. That's an option in... In the, if you want to be watching your neighbours but unfortunately for the excitement side of things I have fairly regular nice neighbours you know obviously in terms of living that's good because 
if you had obviously some kind of exhibitionist neighbor that would be a nightmare because then you might be becoming like you know you might be i was gonna say this is something you never want to say you might become a little bit like <laughs> kevin spacey in, in in american beauty not generally speaking not you might just see your a sexy neighbor out there and be like you know a full you know abuser sex pervert no you just maybe like but I mean, get an unhealthy obsession like his character in American Beauty got. You know, also if you had a full neighbor like Fred West, that brings a whole. You know, that opens another can of worms. If you're looking to sell up your house, people want to live in the street where all the people were murdered. You know, it's 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 not a great outcome for a peaceful life. Whereas I have both my neighbors are are older ladies. You know, my neighbours across the street, they've got a, there's a nice young family, you know, there's just lots of kids in the street. It's a nice family environment, and when the sun's out, it's great. Now, obviously, they're looking in here. I probably imagine a lot of people wonder um, what it exactly is I get up to in this particular dining room because I've got this bizarre setup for the podcast. I record the radio in here. I've got uh, a few sketches that I do often in my dining room, and as a 33-year-old man... Yeah, a bit suspect, you know, it looks a bit strange, especially the other day I did a sketch where I, I talcum powdered my hair to make myself look grey. Um, the good news is for that, it's in the last number of weeks I've noticed a rapid increase in the amount of actual grey hairs that I do have in my head. So every cloud, you know, hopefully I'll not have to use talcum powder again, but if you're just looking in to me just with grey, it's, it's strange. Do you know it's strange? And I've got this odd podcast set up. It does look like I'm, yeah, I'm staring right in his eyes. I'm staring at my neighbour right now whilst talking. And it maybe looks like I'm shouting smack at him. You know, maybe. But hey, we'll settle it afterwards because I have the front garden to cut. After this, I need to get out and get my lawnmower in that front lawn. I need to tidy it up because I've just cut my back garden. I'm feeling great. I've been out in the sun. I'm getting myself that vitamin D. I know I always say in life it's very important to receive a health healthy dose of D when you can get that. I know a lot of people have been struggling to get D during the lockdown period. I know that's been tough. A lot of people are craving D because obviously in lockdown the weather's been bad and you've not been able to go out and get your healthy dose of D all over your body. You know, you've not been able to do that. So hopefully once this all shifts, um the weather will sustain, we'll be able to go out to picnics and parks, we'll be able to get that D from the sky, and then also a D from a guy, you know, that's that's just what it's all about, we all got to feel good, we all got to let endorphins get about our body, we all need to feel pumped, and I mean, I feel very pumped, this has been quite an intense hype start to a podcast, I feel like I have spoken incessantly, maybe I need to slow things down a bit, take it a little bit off the pedal, you know, take the foot off, chill out a bit, and just try to ease in because we've got a lot a long way to go you know we've a long way to go and also i do i I do feel like i want to get back out into that garden i want to get back chopping i want to get back cutting i want to get out just sunbathing i want to get my stringer out i want to show people what i'm all about in this vest you know i feel like people need to see my my nips which are beautiful you know they're they're small they're they're nips that you wouldn't imagine a man of my stature to have kind of like my fingernails a wee small fingernails too and wee small nips you know people put that down the fact that I'm apparently at the next level forward in evolution, you know, I'm, I'm like one step on, like well, there's obviously the slug or whatever that came out of the swamp and it sort of evolved into like, 
into like a chimp or whatever, then into the Neanderthal man, and then into kind of what we are today. I think I'm at that next level with the small fingernails, because why have we got fingernails? What a waste of time. And also small nipples, because why do men need nipples? We don't produce milk out of them, you know? So they're kind of, our nipples are obsolete in many regards. You know, obviously that's an argument a lot of people make. You don't need them, but if you're going to be able to show off those piercings, you got to have nipples. You can't just hook, hoop, nipple piercings on the skin that would be weird so you know i would argue back and say look that, that's the situation but yeah I'm, I'm hype i'm feeling good the weather is back it's a nice change because i've been indoors watching a lot this week some recommendations to make i watched uh, ricky gervais new series afterlife season two and um, i loved the first series of it i thought it was really 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 great it was funny and again it was sad season two probably in parts funnier, I think, but also equally sad. Cry my eyes out, I think, out of six episodes or whatever it was. I think I cried possibly three or four out of the episodes. So over 50% of the episodes I watched, I cried. Um, now people are probably going, fuck, you're a big Jenny Ann. Well, yeah, guilty. You know, I am. Um, I was feeling emotional watching it. I think you sort of, the beauty of a well-written piece. Oh, what, a, what a nerd. The beauty of a well... The beauty of a well... <laughs> The beauty of a well-written piece is that you can find that the characters really, really resonate with you as a viewer. And that is all you can ask for in a piece that you've written. But, no, it, it was just great and very emotional, but also very funny. And um, Paul Kay's character, the, uh, the psychologist, was fucking 10 out of 10 funny um, I laughed a lot at him this series very inappropriate but hey Papa's sense of humour loves a wee dose of that so it was it was very enjoyable and again you get that whole you, you get that after season depression did anyone else get that after season depression where you finish like a season or a series we'll say series because I live in the UK and not the United States hey um, if we get that end of series depression where you're like oh no i was really enjoying that it's sad that it's it's over you know you want the next series and and myself and my wife Catherine, we kind of made this i say i say we kind of made a uh i say we kind of made a deal um she decided we we should watch gangs of london now i want to say this off the bat i saw somewhere that it was reviewed as gangs of london imagine picky blinders in the current day First thing about that, Piggy Blinders is set in Birmingham, not London. So, hey, different. Also, yeah, Joe Cole is in both Piggy Blinders and Gangs of London. So, similar, but also nothing like it. Because here's the thing, and, and a lot of people may switch this podcast off. You may get offended. You know, you may go, fucks. You may go, fuck sake, Dave. You don't have a clue what you're talking about. But I'm going to say it anyway. Didn't like Piggy Blinders. To me, thought it was one of the most overrated TV shows I've ever seen. Now, it was fine. I don't think it was shit, but I do think oh, it was overrated and everyone getting into it and wearing the, the, the flat caps and all thinking they're hard. Hey, guy, why do you want to be... Why, why do you want to be like somebody living in the Victorian era? Buh. You know, at the, at the base of the start of the 19th century or the 20th century? Uh, sorry. Don't want to be a nerd. Just live your life now. We've got... Wi-Fi, they didn't have that back in those days. Chill out, move with the times. 
Um, and also didn't like any of the main characters in the Peaky Blinders because they were all wankers and kind of deserved what uh, what they got, you know. So wasn't mad keen on that. But Gangs of London watched it. First episode was probably one of the most ridiculous episodes I've ever seen in, in ever. And just in terms of some of the fight scenes were very martial arty and a bit bizarre. But then, thankfully, I, I thought it was ridiculous. The first episode not great. But we stuck with it. And I'll tell you what, it was very much one of the most entertaining series I've ever seen. Like, that, it was just, like, at the start of one, it would say, like, we warned, uh, viewer discretion is required. This show contains swearing and scenes of a violent nature. Now, say scenes of a violent nature. What they should have said was, this show contains swearing and excessive gruesome, horrific, graphic, extreme, uh, nightmare-inducing, stomach-churning, jaw-dropping, gore violence. It was some of the most disgusting scenes of violence I've ever seen. Like, I think if this was a film, it may actually end up on the cutting table because it was extremely graphic. It was, like, why do you need to show somebody getting their head blown off? Why do you need to show somebody being boiled alive? Why do you need to show somebody having their nails pulled off with pliers? Well, friend, because it's fucking great entertainment. It was unbelievable. And now it's over, and I've got the post-series depression. I'm kind of like... Uh, I need to see more of this. Now, the good news is there is an entire cliffhanger at the end of this series. Now, I hope they can make a new series because of the cliffhanger, of course. I want to see more. But it probably cost about $450,000 million to make with all the, the gross effects that were used for the, the killings and stuff. But it was it was very good. There was like a lot of different stories intertwined and it all kind of came together very well. And it was just a great, great show. Um... And I was very keen on that. So hopefully now the good news with the post-show depression is that I'll be able to get a couple of days where I'll be able to get out in the sunshine and just get some of that vitamin D about me again and not have to sit in watching TV. Because it is fun, but it also makes you feel a bit shit during the lockdown period. You know what I mean? It makes you feel a wee bit sort of lethargic and tired. Like I definitely felt more, I feel more tired when I sit around in my arse all day than I do if I actually get out and do something, like the good news was today, um, I don't know if some, some of you guys have observed this or not, but I do a thing on my Instagram story every Sunday called the Sunday Rundown, which is where I get two uh, tabloid Sunday papers, local tabloid sun, Sunday papers, and kind of just take a bit of the piss out of it, you know, and every Sunday I, I, I wait until I have a vital bit of shopping to get, I wait until I have a very important purchase to make. I wait until I have to go and collect my milk and then I get my papers. So I'm not just going to get the papers because that would annoy some people and I care about the quarantine. So I took a wee dander today when Holly went for her afternoon nap. Obviously Catherine's here and I just abandon her because that would be child abuse. Um, And also my neighbour across the street would be going, hey sucker, you phoning the social services on me trying to power hose these bitches. I mean, it's disrespectful to call your kids bitches, but you're leaving your kid in the house and you're going to shop to get newspapers, not even fucking vital. And I say, my friend, I have a duty to the the public, to my fan base, 
to enjoy humour in this quarantine period. I'm bringing you this humour, so I had to go and get my papers. And I got out, I got to taste the sun, I got my wee dog Charlie, the Chinese man, out and walking about, and he was enjoying it. He says he doesn't like walks because he's old, but when he actually gets out and he gets trotting, he gets a bit of that breeze in amongst his locks, he loves it. The flowing hair going, it's just... Just a great moment. One man and his dog just going to the shop. Oh, baby, is a wee shih tzu. And people do look at me and go, why the hell does a man of your stature have a shih tzu? And I say, hey, because you shouldn't stereotype. You shouldn't judge people. I could love a little shih tzu as much as I could love a Doberman. I could love a little chihuahua called Sprinkles as much as I could love a staffy called Chris. You know, that's the level... Of love I have because I love all creatures great and small unless you're a dickhead and in which case I would I would totally dislike you but other than that I'm about bringing joy and the, the Sunday rundown something that I feel people have been getting behind and enjoying on, on a Sunday so hopefully um, I can carry that on and people will, will continue to enjoy that in this lockdown period and hopefully it'll lighten the mood a bit now Sometimes people are like, yeah, hopefully during this difficult time, you know, take your mind off it. Hey, guys, I'm not going to patronise you. If you want to look at it, check it out, enjoy it, I appreciate it. If you don't, you do you, whatever makes you feel sweet, you know, because it's about getting through, it's about looking after each other and being sweet, so I'm not going to patronise you, player, you know, like, ain't going to patronise you, baby. So just if you enjoy it, great. Another thing which is sad that has been great and people have been really getting behind and it's been very humbling has been the rave lockdown that uh, we've been doing on Radio Ulster every Friday from six to half seven. Um, unfortunately, this coming week is the end of our 10-week run, um, and it's really sad because it's been really, it's been different to what our normal radio show's been, given the circumstances, um, and it's been a really fun change to just be playing great classic dance songs. Um, and the people have been getting behind it. There's been lots of support on social media, people dancing in their houses, having parties, having a wee drink, looking forward to the Friday evening. Um, so just want to say thank you to Radio Ulster for giving us the opportunity to do that, and also thanks to anybody who listened and enjoyed it and spread the word because we've been getting a great response. Loads of people have been watching, and I just want to say I, for one, am really sad that it's come to an end. I would have hoped something could have been you know, done, we could have kept it going, but unfortunately it is what it is, we agreed at the beginning for a 10 week run and it's come to an end, so hopefully the there'll be the same support coming on for the show that's coming on after us, or taking our, our spot on a Friday evening and people will still be able to have a nice time, still listen to Radio Ulster and enjoy themselves on Friday night, because that's what we're all about, we're all about looking after each other and having crack, so... You know, hopefully we can figure that out and maybe we'll be back in another 10 weeks when hopefully this quarantine will be lifted a bit and we can get out because I, for one, want to do st- stuff. You know, hey, it's it's sorry to say it, but I would just like to be able to nip to the shop when I fancy it. I'd be able to like like to go to the gym. I'm missing the gym. Um, I fancy going to the, sw- the, the swimming pool um, a couple of days in a row there because of the bad weather we can't do that of course so i'm just looking forward to being able to do whatever i want to do you know sounds like a belliger and teenager i just want to do what i want but you know what i mean um so hopefully it'll all be over soon enough and we can again i don't know what way the world of stand-up's going to go or how it's going to get back because obviously gatherings and stuff need to be monitored but by god i miss i miss the stand-up now you know i miss everything about it i miss the scene over here you know i miss i miss my mates i miss 
uh, just getting out there and just telling yarns. You know, I miss that. I miss I miss just seeing people laughing at something silly that that we're you know some shit we're talking about. I just miss it, and hopefully there'll be a way to figure that out, and we'll be able to get back to stand up you know sooner rather than later but again I, I do worry about that and i don't know if i can see it fully happening to that extent just yet but you know the thank god for the podcasts you know thank goodness for being able to do this and being able to do sketches and doing the radio show because that's definitely you know the old fable um that my granny always used to say was you know there's plenty of ways to skin a cat you know, she said, always would say that also, you know, she'd, she'd said, as I've said before, was it's not the size of the dick, it's the weight ramming at home. But also, that that was another one. It's about plenty of ways to skin a cat. So I do feel like I've had my itch scratched to an extent by able, being able to do the podcast and a radio show. But there's nothing that's, that's as good a buzz as doing, doing stand-up. You know, that's the part that I really do miss. But again, thank you. Thanks for everyone listening to the podcast. And for, oh no. That's the sound of a child throwing a tantrum upstairs. I had hoped to get this podcast recorded while she was asleep, but it appears as though she has woken. So um, I may have to pop off and then return in a bit, but, you know, I'll try to just carry on. And then, yeah, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds like I was in good mood. We're grand, yeah, so I've missed it. But, yeah, I've been, been plugging a bit more stuff over on Patreon. So if you if any of you people who are listening want to join the Patreon train, um, you know, feel free to fire over there. I'm putting an extra podcast out per week and then I'm also adding some stand-up clips, some other wee video clips, other bits and bobs and uh, putting that out pretty regular. So if you just want to get over there, again, I just it's just whatever you want to contribute really, just over there, you know, you can sign up uh, and check out what's going on Patreon. A lot of people have been been enjoying their Patreon. I've got some some new uh, patrons recently. Big shout out to, to Nathan Thompson, Jody Short, PG. I mean, give your give your real name, so give a shout out. Jake Watt, Reese Hussey, Nathan Concilia, and Johnny Poe, who've all recently signed up to the Patreon. Big respect to that. And um, Hopefully you've been enjoying the bonus podcast content and clips and videos and stuff that I've been putting out there. I've also got the, uh, the, the taster for my... Uh, my project that we're hopefully developing now, Daddy's over there, so you can you can get onto there and check that out. It's not, let me let me just be quiet a second, see if the the damn child's making any noise. Yeah, she's going to the garden, so hopefully uh, it'll not be too much of a distraction. Again, out to the beautiful garden, the lawn that I have mowed, and that. Uh, I cannot wait to get back out into here. Again, you probably notice me sound a bit distractive, but I've noticed that my string, my stringer vest is peeling. Um, I'm just, just peeling some of the, the fabric off here and really enjoying it. It's, yeah, some say it's a, a bit of sexual tension makes you do stuff like that, but I mean, hey, why would I have sexual tension or anything like that? You know, when I'm, I'm a married man with a pregnant wife and a child, you know, there's there's obviously opportune times for sex during that. Haha, <laughs> sarcasm. Um, but... Yeah, I just think it's it's just an uh, an irritation thing rather than a, a, a tension thing. So yeah, so yeah, that was my point. Check check out pa- guys. I got so distracted, I forgot what my point was. Check out Patreon. Uh, I put out extra clips there, and I'm gonna be putting other videos. I actually found a video from moons ago, or which you kind of see the very first taste of the troubles with the eighties in it. So I'm gonna pop that up probably um some stage next week, and some more stand up clips that I haven't put anywhere. 
and of course an additional podcast every week and the thing about the podcast if you enjoy the sly guy podcast the patreon podcast is kind of like this except i feel there's a bit more um you know personal info in there a bit more sort of behind the scenes a wee bit you know the part of the questions that i get asked by the patrons are a wee bit more personal and i do answer them i cover the points and i do feel like there's a wee bond there so if you want to become a patron and get involved in that and you guys say patron because that's what we are we are patrons we are together and it's a sweet wee movement so big thanks to everybody that's that's joined up that i really do appreciate that and all the uh subscriptions etc go back into trying to improve the podcast so hopefully when the lockdown's done we'll get back in the studio get a nice backdrop and get this biatch filmed and um, so you'll have a video podcast to, to check out as well wouldn't that be sweet um speaking of sweet the sly guy podcast is brought to you in association with modest beer and if you don't know by now modest are a little independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers Brewed and canned in Hollywood, County Down. And hey guys, if you're keen to know more, I don't know why I went like Graham McDowell there. Hey guys, if you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook, and or Twitter at Modest Beer or www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. And yes, there are places out there delivering Modest Beer to your doorstep during this a quarantine. So get on it, get in it. Bathe in it. If you buy enough modest beer, you can fire all in the bath and have a very modest bubble bath, baby. So thanks again to Modest Beer. And thanks again to you, little butt snufflers, for uh, coming at me with so many questions this week. I really do um, appreciate that. So, yeah, let's just crack into them because we're fairly flying through this. Um, let me see. Brandy said, Hey, Big Davy, last time I messaged you, your wife mugged me off over the Hulk Hogan hair as she didn't know who it was. Sly, but she's a nurse, so she gets away with it. That's fair. I was just wondering, are you not worried some of these bad boys in the, tr- are in the Sunday papers will be raging of you for making a bollocks? Trouble with the 80s voice out of them. Great work, by the way. Yes, that's just uh, Brandy chatting about the Wee Weekly segment that I spoke about earlier, the Sunday Rundown, which I'll have to actually do when I finish this. Um... Yeah, I kind of started, I said, like a few few weeks ago during this quarantine and people just have been loving it. So I've kept it going every week and hopefully, um, yeah, you get a wee, a wee giggle out of that. But am I, am I worried? I mean, I'm going to say this. Some people may disagree, but I think it's a well-known fact that um, some of the bad boys in the Sunday paper are renowned for their sense of humour. They are all banter, banter merchants, banter heads. They're all driving banter buses. Um, the banterbury that's the kind of guys that these lads are like all the stuff they do and they end up in prison for it's only for it's only stuff like it's only like things that is a bit of crack you know a wee bit of banter like you know murder or or, or, you know armed robbery stuff like that you know it's it's only just light-hearted banter those guys go to jail for so i'm sure they'll see the funny side of a sunday rundown and i mean i I sort of i'm kind of relaxed on the fact that most of them won't have access to to my instagram to see that on sunday therefore obviously because they're in prison so therefore that that fills me with confidence to think that they won't actually be um be becoming after me but if they are hey guys love your work big respect um big culls wants to know what my favorite sex position is obviously hey big culls remember what we're doing here better questions answer them questions i got nish nish Oshin O'Neill, what PS4 games are getting you through quarantine? Which is, of course, French for quarantine. Um, 
Well, Oshin, I finished Red Dead Redemption 2, which was kind of shit because I've been playing that basically for the guts of a couple of years and um, just kind of got into it a bit during this lockdown and now it's done. So again, instead of just getting the series depression, I got the PS4 game depression and uh, yeah, so now it's done. I'm just trying to get over that and I'm just playing Pro Evo basically now as FIFA 20 is the worst game that I've ever played. Big FIFA man for the last number of years. Love FIFA 19. Thought it was great. FIFA 20 came out. Just made it badly shit. Just made the shittest FIFA game of all time. And rather than just continue to bear with it. I just went you know what. Fuck that. I am on that Pez tip. Once again baby. I am back in Pro Evo. As if I'm 20 again. You know. And I am enjoying Pro Evo. It's not as good as it was back in the day. No doubt. But it's better than FIFA 20. Albeit I think a game of Tiddlywinks. With your deceased granny would be more fun than FIFA 20. Right now. Because hey. It's it's the worst game. Um, I've ever played. The Norfolk Pines. Have. Queried was what's the worst film or TV show. You've seen in lockdown. Cheers Dave. Um, I mean I watched the film. With Catherine, again, I have to just put that out there because if I watch this by myself, you'd be like, oh no, guy's losing the plot. Love, Wedding, Repeat, which was kind of just about, yeah, it was just a, a rom-com, which was kind of shit. That was, you know, I think I got about halfway through it and went, you know what, I can't do this. Even though I love you, I can't do this. So, I mean, the the show, not our, our marriage, because that would be quite dramatic. But, um, yeah, I didn't like it. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it. Um, But the worst thing was, again... Once we got to the end of that uh, that series, depression, we are always once we lose one series, we're always on the lookout for another series. So if you guys want to recommend me another series, come at me because Catherine was given the reins to Netflix not long ago, and she was tasked. This was before we started Afterlife. She was tasked to find a series that we have both enjoyed. Now it's a tough task because we both have different tastes. You know, obviously, as you can tell, but. By our partners, you know, obviously my taste is pretty, brunette, tanned, sexy. And her taste is big, balding, bearded, ugly bastard, you know. So we do have varying tastes. And our tastes in people, of course, um, are also different to our taste in TV shows. So Catherine decided um, to suggest a series. And the series was The English Game. Now... This is how she pitched it to me. It's a TV series about football. So this is what she said. Look, this is something we will like because it's a TV series about football. You like football. And here, here's the spoiler. It was written by the same people who wrote Downton Abbey. So I like Downton Abbey. You like football. Together we can watch this because it's football and Downton Abbey. But hey, guys, here's a sentence that's never going to make me keen to watch something. <clears throat> It was written by the same people who wrote Downton Abbey. Yes, it may be about football, my love, but at the same time, it was written by the people who wrote Downton Abbey. And that's the one sentence that I feel would supersede anything and instantly make me not get interested. Like, you could get me excited. You could be like, Dave, Dave, do you hear the news? There's a new Rambo coming out. And I go, yes! And then they go, odds oh, written by the people who wrote Downton Abbey. Oh, do you hear the wee rumour they're, uh, they're, they're working on a new season of Top Boy? Oh, why? Um, except this time, it's written by the same people that wrote Downton Abbey. Makes it shit. 
Hey Davey, would you like a PJ? Oh, absolutely, sure. Except it'll be delivered by the people who wrote down Abbey. Not, not, n- nothing. You know, would you like tromboned? Which, for those who don't know, it's it's you're getting jacked while being rimmed. Whatever, just don't worry about it. I didn't make the rules. I just put it out there. Would you like that? Yeah. Hey, listen, we're in quarantine. We're looking at ways to pass the time and have fun. But it'll be by the team who were behind the writing of Down Abbey. No, that's not good. You know, that's not what you want. Goosebumps, my favourite ever kids series when I was a boy. I loved getting a Goosebumps book. See, when a new Goosebumps book came out, I got boners. But whenever I was that age, it wasn't through being sexually excited. It was just through being a literary nerd. I just wanted to be scared. You know, I loved that I got wee roots and I'm like, I'm not even turned on by it. I could just like bang it off wee desk as for a wee miniature drumstick. You know, that would be fine because I loved reading Goosebumps. But if they were to say to me, here, Davey, there's a new Goosebumps book. Uh, and I'd be like, oh, yes, what is it? What is the difference between? Oh, I'd see the author that you normally like, R.L. Stein. Yeah, he's died. I'd be like, oh, no, who's writing it? Is it going to be like somebody different? Is it going to be maybe like Stephen King takeover? And like, oh, it's the team behind Down Abbey. I go, fuck! Nothing is ever going to appeal to me if it's written by the team that wrote Down Abbey. I sort of feel like I wish my will was written by the team that wrote Down Abbey, because that would just be the final nail on my fucking coffin, wouldn't it? So yeah, cheers Norfolk Pines. I just want to say that the, the worst show is the English game. It's shit. And I'll tell you what, it wasn't good football. You know, shite football. It was just not a good show. I did not enjoy it at all. Chris Bate has said, Hi Dave. Two questions for the Monday podcast this week. One, can you name your three greatest wrestlers of all time and why rank from third to first? And two, you mentioned Pug Uglies. For someone who hasn't been to comedy before, what should we expect? How long does it last? What's the general running order? Is it just yourself? Do you book a table? Do you queue to get in? Tickets, question mark? Or how does that work? Thanks, brother. Hey, Chris, you're mugging me off there. Because, hey, first of all, you've said you're asking two questions. And you know what you've done? I think... What you've done is say you're asking two questions and then followed asking two questions up by asking 10 questions. Let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll blast through this. <gasps> Three wrestlers, Edge, Kurt Angle, Ric Flair. One question, why? Because they're great and entertaining. Second question, what should you expect out of a show, comedy show? Good time, lots of laughs, drinks. How long does it last? Third question, it varies, probably about two hours. Fourth question, what's the general running order? I am say it, then we've an opening act, probably got an open spot, then there's going to be a break, then I'll come on again, give you about 10 more minutes of mirth and banter, then a headline will come on for about 30 minutes to 40 minutes. Question number five, is it just yourself? Nish, nish, my friend see previous answer. That's the sixth question, actually, shit, my mind is cooking. Do you book a table? Can you, no, you can reserve a table by DM in the Pug Uglies. Uh, private page, private page. Which shit am I talking? You can DM the pub, 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 pub You can DM the Scatman, Scatbly, Bop, Bop, or you can DM Pug Uglies, or you can DM Pugs Comedy Club, which is its own Instagram page now. That's the seventh question. Do you queue to get in? Yes, my friend. If it's busy, uh, that's eighth question. Tickets? Yes, the tickets are seven pounds. You pay at the door, unless you're a student, you pay six. Nine questions. And how does it all work? The 10th question. And how does it all work? I think I've covered that. Jeez, 
that was a lot. But hey, thank you for the question. I enjoyed it. I hope it was answered a lot of questions. And I hope I will see you at Pug Uglies at the end of all of this, whenever that may be. I'm not sure what's going to happen in the comedy club. Hopefully it survives because it's been doing really great. Um, and yes, come and ask me. And in fact, ask me maybe like point, point five of a question and then eventually maybe answer two questions for you. Connor Trainer, what's the biggest lie you've ever told? Mm. And then he sent me a picture. Hold on, let me see. My my internet's so bloody slow. What the fuck's that like here? Let me go and see. Um Connor do, 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 do. What, what's what is wrong with me? Where's Connor? <laughs> yeah. Here we are, finally loaded. St. Petersburg lawmaker Vitaly Milyanov says he studies decadent West by watching 12 hours of gay porn every day. Whoa, man, that is an excessive amount of the GP to watch. Um, I mean, I, even in my teenage years, wouldn't have watched 12 hours of porn a day. Probably, if we're thinking, about say, say 12, 12 jacks a day. You're blasting that out. You're probably talking maybe one one minute thirty ago. So that's maybe, you know, say let's say under half an hour of porn a day. But this this playboy's beating in twelve hours of gay porn into him. And I love the way he's just like, hey man, I'm not actually watching it for pleasure. I'm watching it for research, obviously. Like, why would I want to just watch that GP for pleasure? You know, am I gay? No, what would make you think that I am Mr. Vitaly Millionov is gay? Um, big, well, because you're fully watching 12 hours of gay porn a day. Pfft. Research, bro. You know, get out of my fucking grill. I'm fucking thinking I'm gay. I'm straight as it comes. Yeah, well, I don't actually think you're straight as it comes because you're watching 12 hours. You definitely are coming, but it's definitely not straight. I'm like, hey, man, each to their own. You know, me casa, su casa, that makes no sense, but hey. I like to watch gay porn. Um, I think Vitaly is a gay man. Fair play to him if he is. But, you know, just be honest and say, listen, I'm a horny gay guy. I like to watch gay porn. And I, I'm, I'm living my best life. And I'm doing me in quarantine. Quite literally, because you don't have access to other people to do. Um, but the biggest lie I've ever told, that's the thing. I, I don't really... I always get caught with a lie. You know, that's one of those things. It's like... I always remember when I was a young boy, my parents always used to say to me, that my forehead would go red if I lied. So anytime I went up to them and I was about to tell a lie, me thinking I'm 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 flipping throwing a spanner in the system, you know, me thinking I'm uh, affecting things, me thinking I'm I'm getting by it, you know, uh, me thinking I'm throwing a spanner in the works and uh, corrupting the system. I just went up to mom and dad, told a lie with my palm across my forehead, thinking, ha, huh, they can't see that I'm lying. They can't see my red head and therefore I'll get away with it. Not realising as a child, they're like, oh, obviously a dickhead's covering his head because he's lying. And it still scoop me. So I just have always felt that I get caught out of a lie. I'm not a great liar. So I, always, I don't really um, get away with that. Um, so you know what, Connor? I'm going to have to have a think about that. Because that's kind of, to be totally honest with you, um, I can't really think of any real lies that I've told, I'm sure there's loads, but I have a think about that off the top of my head, um, I can't come up with that, Michael Kerr has said, Kerr, sorry, Kerr, 
Sorry, I'm just I'm looking outside at my neighbour again, and, and he's put me off. Um, who is better morals, ISIS or the Angry Moors Club? Um, I mean, I feel like I've given those boys enough airtime, and you know, obviously, I, it's been pointed out to me by several listeners to the podcast that the Angry Moors Club have very maturely added the tagline "Fuck Dave Elliott" to their Instagram profile. Which, I mean, to the best of my knowledge, ISIS have yet to do so. Um, I was on the ISIS Instagram. They haven't um, put me onto their, their profile story or their, their actual profile to say, you know, fuck Dave Elliott. So on that basis, I'm going to say ISIS have better morals. Um, I'm not going to talk about uh, those lads anymore because, you know, what started off as a bit of banter, you know, it's kind of just like, I don't know whether they're 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 piss taken or they're genuinely that hurt. And I mean, all I need to do is just give me a heads up, and then that's grand. We can be friends again, but we'll leave that there. Uh, Woodsy Rui Woods um, has asked the top five corn songs. Also, while I'm out on it, check out the Woods Talk podcast. Rui Woods, one of my best friends and very funny fellow comedians got the Woodstock podcast I believe it comes out it comes out all the time I'm, I'm always seeing him posting about it so I don't know what day but definitely get on the Woodsy's profile give him a follow and check out his stuff very funny guy um, top 5 corn songs that's tough Um, you see the two obvious ones people would be like oh you're a sellout would be Freakin' Unleash and Blind but they are probably two of my favourites because they're great I like the funky sort of I like bass led music, I'm a, I'm a funkmeister, you know, I'm a big Prince fan, like funky um, bass lab music, but I've had to pick five other ones, um, Make Me Bad would be there, I'm not going to put these in order, so I'll say Make Me Bad, um, Falling Away From Me, Here To Stay, Coming Undone, and I'll throw a new one in there. I'll say Rotten in Vain. That's a sort of more recent one. I like it, but, you know, I'm, I'm excluding the two most popular, those ones. Um, but I'll do it. I'm a big corn fan. Do enjoy corn. Um, and also the, the food source, too, because I've been having that a lot on my barbecues. The minute I need to stop saying barbecue, too. Well, man, it's a grill. I've got a big fuck-off gas grill. It ain't a barbecue. There's no coals. It's grill, but by fuck, I enjoy that. Um, John Joe Flood. I said, Monsieur David, I trust all is well in Sly Towers. Keen to hear your views on how sweet the money toad's hair is looking right now, Reem. Yeah, Shane's just not being able to get his haircut and, he, and what he's actually done, which is really weird, rather than keep his quiff on the regular side, he's flipped it to the other side and then kind of mugged himself off by giving himself kind of that uh, that heroin addict look. You know, not, not as in his physical appearance, but the, the heroin addict house look, you know, just one curtain. Because you notice heroin addicts, they always just have one curtain for some weird reason. Um, so you just got one curtain flopped over the side and it definitely makes him look um, a little desperate, you know, to be fair. But, you know, we're all in the same boat. I have got my, my slick back hair, but it's not wet slick back. It's dry. I look terrible, but we're, we're rolling with it. I'm just getting, letting this go until the hairdresser's back and I'm growing my Hulk Hogan. I'm growing my, my thick mane and I'm just enjoying life uh, Phil McSee has a bit of a broad one this week Dave what what's the worst thing about Twitter is there a certain Twitter tribe or trend that irks you yeah I mean I feel like Twitter it's just full of these people who are like these little groups who are nothing you know in real life and they just like 
are become this like little troop on Twitter where everyone thinks what like and they just talk shit. I know they're they're trolls for the most part, but you know it's just this these weak groups that people can become like like people think that certain people's opinions matter on Twitter when they don't. You know, no one's opinion matters apart from your own and your families and those that are close to you. You know what? If, if people are hating on you or giving you shit, what does it matter? You know, to actually go out of your way to throw hate on somebody shows you as as a bollocks, you know? <coughs> and also makes me think, you know, you're more to be pitied. Like in the beginning when I started doing this kind of stuff and people made negative comments, I hated it. Whereas now it's like water off a duck's back. You know, that doesn't bother me. I just think, you know, the people doing that are worse off. So I hate that on Twitter. I also hate people that are like, you know, smug, like, huh comments that the people make because of their wee tribes that they have they make a comment and everyone will jump on it and just mug someone off and you're like oh you're losers you know you're losers and um, so they're the sort of people who would talk smack on twitter yet uh report the police on, or report you the police for assault if you just turned up the street and biffed them one for abusing them you know but they're losers keyboard warriors fuck them you know um thanks for that phil Garrett spence last question of the day said hey dave just to put your mind at ease, I'm definitely not a cop. Just interested in people's views about certain st- substances. Yeah, you'll notice in the last few weeks, Garrett asked, asked me a few questions about the old, do you, do you like cannabis? Have you, uh, do you smoke that shit? I don't know why I'm speaking like I'm a gangster. Um, I've had my Bob Marley coffee today, maybe that's why. Yeah, I do like that shit. Um, do I like cannabis? Do I try hallucinogenics? You know, those kind of things started making me think that maybe uh, Garrett was a bit of a narc, but thankfully he's not. And his podcast question this week is, whereabouts in NI is the best for a wee romantic getaway? First anniversary coming up in July, and I'm not sure what's going on with international flights. You say you're a big fan of the North Coast. Where would you recommend a weekend away? Cheers, big man. Keep pumping out the class content. Thank you, Garrett. Um, I appreciate that you enjoy my content. Again, as I said, guys, more over on Patreon if you want to get on board with that. Yeah, please do. Um, also, while before I answer Gareth's question, keep please sharing the podcast on um, your Instagrams, on the Twitters. I appreciate that. It just spreads the, the, the visibility of it out there and gets more listens and it's great. So I do appreciate that. Um, again, Rebecca, who was so kind as to message me and tell me Spotify, taking my stuff off. She's going to share that on her Instagram and didn't because of Spotify. Fuck you, Spotify. Got to the bottom of that. I think basically what it was was somebody had just uploaded my podcast to Spotify all those many moons ago and it wasn't me. Oh, shrugger. So I think I just had to kind of reclaim that the podcast was mine and say that I was uploading it. So that's all fixed now. So if you just want to share on Spotify, you can do that too. Um. So yeah, got the best place in NI. I actually don't know entirely if you'll be allowed to do that yet. The The way things are easing, it's looking like, you know, big trips may not be something that's doable, my friend. So, I mean, where are you from? You know, if you're in Belfast, maybe just go to, like, rent a cottage somewhere in the outskirts of Belfast. I don't know, get, get an Airbnb if you can't get too far. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of the North Coast. I do recommend bush mills or port stewart they're nice wee spots to go to i do like um oh, where is it where, where, where is the dark hedges i don't know wherever that is is where i would go for like wee family weekends with Catherine's side of the family and it's always good crack i just love the north coast i'm a big seaman i need to be careful the way i say that i enjoy the ocean i enjoy the beaches i enjoy sunshine i'm actually i just pulled my straps down on my stringer there, just to, sh- to really, you know, go at my neighbour. You know, like if you watch wrestling, you'll know that when, when people pull the straps down on their leotard, the main business, it's fuck up time. 
So I'm staring him out. I've got my full masculine slap. I've got my big fucking quarter pounders out. You know, oh, I'm ready to get into this garden. But yeah, definitely definitely go to uh, Armoy. Is that where the dark hedges are? That's where I think I go. Definitely go there. Bushmill is a good spot. Lovely pub and stuff there. And nice walks. Everything to do up there. Lots to see. Lots of National Trust to go on. I think the National Trust have missed me. I've, I, I've missed them. Again, after they stopped me being a proper brand ambassador or whatever. Um, I feel like... I feel like... You know, we, we sort of were on the wrong foot, but I'll be back. I'll be in the National Trust hopefully sooner rather than later and get those get the get the walking going on and getting healthy. But until then, guys, cheers again for listening to the Sly Guy podcast. Your support in these dark times means the world to me, genuinely. So thanks for that. Keep spreading the word of the podcast. Keep helping me out, keep helping yourselves out. Again, if you're suffering from some serious depression, get in touch let me know some good recommendations i'll give you a shout out in the podcast if you give me decent recommendations if you recommend me shit stuff then we've got a problem but if you recommend me good stuff hey we're all winning guys thanks very much see you next week stay safe stay indoors and fucking don't know what i was gonna say keep your balls clean right bye